mamas gave us till we couldn't shake no more. We got down on our knees when cancer knocked at our door. We got kicked in the ass. We gave lots of sass. Oh, when it rains, it falls into this half full glass. Oh, thanks, cancer. Thanks, cancer. Thanks, cancer. Victories in the dark. Hi, I'm Mimi Hall. And I'm Leanna House. And you're listening to Thanks Cancer. We are two cancer friends. And we're not doctors. We're not nurses. We're not shrinks. We're not psychics. We're not shamans. No, and cancer's pretty hard, too. I mean, cancer's a little hard. You might hear some swearing words in the episode. Ben, we hope you'll enjoy it. This is the podcast we wish that we had when we were going through our treatment. So today's a pretty special day, Leanna. Today is the most special day because... We march forth. We marched forth one year ago today. Yep, this is the one year birthday of Thanks Cancer. And the earth is in the same position around the sun that it was a year ago. I guess this is something that we celebrate. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, this is exactly it. So March 4th was the debut of our first podcast episode of Thanks Cancer. Does it feel like it was a year ago to you? In some ways, it feels not Mm -hmm. that long, but in other ways, it feels like, oh, it was a lifetime ago. Ago, I don't even know who that person was a year ago. Yeah. Thanks, cancer. It seems like a very long time ago. There was so much work involved in it. So that, and when I think about the work and the labors and all of the nights spent recording and, and editing and all of that and promoting, it seems long. But when I just think of like, wow, it's only been a year. It seems. It has only been a year. It's it's crazy. I don't know how we've fit it all in. How have we fit it all in, Mimi? I, I guess it's just the passion, Leanna. <laughs> Do you have a passion for cancer? I got a passion for putting your 2.0 together after cancer, which is, I think, the fire in our belly that started this, right? Like, yeah. When you and I met, I was struck by the fact that no one else was talking about cancer like we did. Yeah, me too. And it was all this, like, shades of pink. It still is, mostly. Shades of pink, older people. Victorian suffering. Sure, li- sure. Wearing a nightgown, laying or, on a chaise lounge. Sort of like a punchline to a tragedy, too. You know, right. in films and stuff like that. And um, I feel like that's what we were trying to do, was just bring, a, you know, our authentic voices of people who've gone through cancer treatment and also look at that. 2.0 yeah, right like, not just the treatment yes because it's it's all the after that is not discussed like Correct. there are plenty of people talking about what chemo feels like like chemo is the fucking least of it there's a playbook for chemo once yeah. you get your prognosis, once you get your protocol, you can go to support groups online, as you and I both did, and find more information than you would ever want. There is no support for, like, what do I do with myself after? And also, who do you talk to about this? I don't know. I talked to you. Right. And that's why we started this, because <laughs> I felt like, you know, in this Facing Forward group that we were in, which was great. I mean, it was a completely great group. Out of the, I don't know, 20, so maybe it was like 22 people in the group, I felt like... I think you're overestimating it. It was like 13 of us. Okay, fine. So out of that 13, I felt like there was one person who I connected with sort of is like just... Because everyone... Was it, was it me? It was, it was you. <laughs> yes, it was you. Spoiler. It was, it was, it was Leanna. It was Leanna who insulted me the first day I met her. And... I, it wasn't an insult. Well, you told me I was on the wrong side of the room. Well, you were, Obviously. I, I knew what we would be to each right. other, maybe. Right. We needed to come together to make thanks. Cancer and the woman who complimented my boots was just not going to cut it. 
I can tell you though, I I like that woman, but I do not think that we would have started a podcast together. Oh yeah, I just, I'm just telling you. Why did we start this podcast? So I think for both you and I, I mean, we, we've both talked about this. So both Leanne and I are voracious readers, right? Like reading is a part of my identity. It's completely been a part of my identity too since I was three and started reading, and so I. not being able to read during treatment not only disturbed me it disturbed my family members too and everyone who knew me they were like okay like your brain is a little broken well and and everyone is like oh you get to read books I'm like I can't I can't I can't read I can't read a book I couldn't write I I still can't yeah I really couldn't write anyway so podcasts were super there for me and for you and I hear this from so many other people going through treatment because they're perfect when you're in the chair getting chemo or after you've gotten chemo or surgery or radiation and you well and being able to put a earbud in and just check out right not have to talk to your person who's with you or anyone else well and not having to i've told people that like i want to be your no effort cancer friend right like you don't have to ask me how my day was right i will just talk to you about cancer right and i think now there's a few more podcasts out there dealing with this. I've talked about it before. I'm a huge fan of You, Me, and the Big C. And there's some other podcasts that aren't necessarily like all based on cancer, but that are dealing with cancer. Now there's more, but that's really why we started this, right? We wanted to be the podcast that we wanted. Well, and we wanted to we add wanted our to voice because yeah. I didn't hear my voice out no. there. No, it's older voices or it's just, you know, like from- sad. Everything's so like serious. Yeah. I cannot, I am not going to take cancer seriously. Yeah. Cancer is shitty. Don't take that seriously. Also, I'm not going to whitewash myself and suddenly pretend that I don't swear. I don't have bad habits just because mm-hmm. I have cancer and stuff like that. You I mean- are so strong and this conquering warrior who's come through the light and the choirs of angels, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that how people come through cancer? Yeah, right. And Victorious? Really, you've got choirs of debtors <laughs> and you've lost your job and you're kind of dragging one leg behind you because you've been through the wars. have gone to shit and, and yet you're you, exhausted. Right, but you got to pretend it's all okay because you got to get back to work. Oh. So yeah, it's really, it's something and I think that's one of the things that I like that we've been discussing is the 2.0. Like, once you've gone through those wars and you've come out and there aren't any angels with trumpets what do you do my experience what do you do with yourself and and also what do you do with your new brain I mean you know that's something that fascinates me and I've talked about in so many episodes like my brain is so different and my my tolerance for bullshit is basically completely gone my level of directness is at like Mach 10 and and therefore all of my relationships are changing around me like only the fucking strong survive right now Ride or die. There's no room for weakness in the cancer rebuild. I am also talking to 2016 Leanna. So Mm. 2016 Leanna, if you're out there, like, you have some shit to take care of. I am doing this a lot for me. I think that we started Thanks Cancer because we had... We, we had something to say. We had something to say. Exactly. I think that's exactly. We had something to say and we didn't hear other voices out there mm-hmm. that were doing it. And so now here we are. Here we are a year later. So what what has changed in that year for us, Mimi? Okay. Well, first of all, I came out as a cancer survivor officially through this podcast. So, yeah. So I went from someone who had really pretty much isolated. I, you know, I truncated my social network down to pretty small group. And then when I felt well enough and we started doing this, I decided, yep. 
this is the project. I knew there would be a place to spend the money. And this was it. It was like, I'm going to spend the money here. This is where I'm going to make the announcement and get more involved in the cancer community, which has been good and mm-hmm. bad like everything, light and dark like everything. But I've never felt any mixed feelings except positive feelings about coming out on this platform because, you know, especially when I meet people who maybe don't know me or they knew me before the cancer experience, I think it's kind of a nice place to send them, a nice resource to say, well, I went through cancer and I did start a podcast. If you want to hear about it, go to it. And then I don't have to talk to them about it. Well, and we've said before on the podcast, you should let others subscribe to your advice, not prescribe information. And I like that the podcast is something that like, if you want to hear about it, here's 25 hours of us talking about cancer but if you don't want to hear about it like great awesome right i don't want to hear about it either right exactly (laughs) if you don't like the first two minutes next (laughs) i do that with so many podcasts i'm such a snob about audio quality if i hear echo hey you i listen to our podcasts when i edit them i know i've tried to do that with you and it makes me feel like i'm gonna go insane (laughs) so one year later we are at oh my gosh so we just surpassed it's actually perfect timing so just it was two weeks ago we surpassed the magical number for podcasts which is a thousand listeners a week and this is woo yeah we're up to about i think this well last week was about we're about 1200 um last week so for like Joe Rogan's podcast, I mean, like this is not impressive. No, this but... is not impressive for like a lot of people, but we are completely <laughs> DIY. And DIY, both of us are working like full-time jobs I, in yeah. order to pay the rent. Yeah. Like we do not have the bandwidth and a thousand listeners is kind of amazing. Well, I think it just shows that there is a need for these voices and I'm really excited to hear more of the voices that come out with this awesome technology about cancer and other things too you know other other niche subjects that people need support in too and I think so that's been something that surprised me too and it surprised you as well like how many people we run into who we know or maybe we don't know who say oh I listen to your podcast I don't have cancer I've never had cancer I've never even known someone with cancer, but I relate to it because it's about shock and trauma, and I got a little bit of that myself. Who doesn't? And I've had people tell me it's it's similar to postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. I have people tell me that it's like the PTSD we describe is similar to other instances of PTSD. Like, trauma is universal. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have not been through some shit in your life, like, it is coming. Like, everyone goes through shit. Yeah. And the way of dealing with shit is the same. I think there's something... Yeah, I think what people are responding to is just listening to a couple of people who've gotten chewed up and spat out. It's survivor stories, right? I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah, I, I have I have the bite marks. I've definitely got some claw marks. Maybe even a couple claws, like, that left, like, are left behind. I lost a foot. <laughs> I lost a foot in the maw of cancer. But, you know, we're still here, too. I mean, that's another thing that's happened. So, I mean, one of the things that we deal with, which so many people who've had a cancer diagnosis and and subsequent treatment deal with is, okay, so I'm in the clear, no evidence of disease today, but how's my body going to respond after treatment or in a lighter dose of treatment? Am I going to get a recurrence? And we're still here. We have not gotten as far as we know, knock on something. And that's really exciting. But if you're involved in the cancer community Uh. at all you are going to see people dying. Right. And this sucks. I I mean, this is one of the reasons I think I stayed away instinctively from the cancer community. And it's been hard. 
It's been because so we're in the stage, Eliana, you're two years out, right? I'm three years out. Yes. Okay. So this is the stage that I feel like I take an easier breath five years out. And what happens now is that you leave your little can you leave your little cancer treatment in your tribe in a way, your social media tribe, the people that you see at meetings tribe. You're like direct, direct link into the cancer community because right. you're there all the time. And you know that about one third of them are gonna be dead in the next five years. Dead. And it's a nasty process. You watch the social Ugh. media feeds, they're beautiful, they're healthy they're doing they're promoting about cancer just like we are and then suddenly it's quiet for two and a half months correct then they're in the hospital in a sad gown super sick and then some one of their you know siblings posts on their social media a beautiful picture of them when they were healthy that they died yep and it happens to cancer celebrities it happens to be cancer celebrities we know it just happened to a friend of mine who i grew up with on cape cod again i mean it just keeps happening once you're tuned in and once you have cancer like the chances of recurrence the chances of getting cancer in general are super high anyway right but the chances of getting a recurrence are like it's very common to get a recurrence of cancer if you have cancer once and so we all are like expecting it right and that's most times I see the recurrence isn't stage one cancer. The recurrence is stage four. There's there's almost no stage one after you've had cancer, I think. I mean, I think it's a very rare person who will get like stage two breast cancer than like a catch the stage one melanoma. You know what I mean? It's, it's usually pretty insidious, especially if it's, let's just say, I think if it's a metastasized cancer, it almost goes like straight to stage four in a way. And you know? stage four, like stage four needs more. There's still not a lot we can do with that. You've also been written off. You're not available to get on quite a few trials. Some you can, some you can't. Like, you're just, you're a different kind of patient. And I also think there's a terror because you know you you know more or less what you're about to go through. And it's probably going to be more miserable than what you went through before because the medicine needs to be stronger. And guess what? Your body is weak as anything. Well, and you used up all of that resilience going through it the first time. You Like, you haven't and, built back up. And your resources, right? Like, if I were to get cancer right now, not great for my livelihood or my well-being financially. Well, and the, like, people, your family helping you. Oh, my God. Like, they've already done, like, my family has already done a ton. Exactly. I I just shudder to think. I mean, my family is just holding their breath, I think, hoping that it all holds together. And, And here's the thing. I feel a lot of pressure about that because I honestly don't know if it's going to hold together. And I have some control over that, but I don't have all the control. No, I, it's, it's luck of the draw, you know, but the cancer community isn't all bad. No, no. I think there's benefits to it too. Like I, yeah. So I just recently met my first Thanks Cancer fan. I love that. So it was funny because I call her a Thanks Cancer fan because I met her through Thanks Cancer, but it was just like meeting another survivor, right? like any meeting with another survivor. And it was great to talk to her about like what her concerns are and what she, like what her journey was, because it was totally different than mine, Mm -hmm. even though we're very similar in a lot of ways. Like we had this Mm -hmm. similar cancer and went through a lot of the same treatments, but she does, oh, I'm trying to remember the name. I think it's force. There's for BRCA positive people, Mm -hmm. there's like a mentorship resource that's really 
it's really well put together. Right. In terms of, because I didn't have anything like that for me. Mm-hmm. So seeing how well organized the BRCA mm. and the pre-vivers are mm-hmm. in helping, and she wasn't a pre-viver. She tested positive for BRCA after mm. she already had cancer. Right, right. Uh, which is kind of a different experience, but she got thrown into this other bucket. So just being able to glimpse into that mm-hmm. world. And while we were there, while we were at our meeting, you know, just hanging out, uh, we met another person who had a fuck cancer shirt on. Right. I remember that picture. And he had just gotten diagnosed with thyroid cancer and I could refer him to the website as a resource for him. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. I mean, you were a part of a huge community just by virtue of what you've been through. Yeah, it's true. And also, you know, I just got together with someone who I knew, you know, well before I got diagnosed with cancer. He did cancer as a teenager. And it wasn't part of my story for him, though. You know what I mean? Like, I just found it wasn't something that I thought, oh, here's so-and-so and and he's this. No. And um, we now meeting up after I've gone through treatment we've gotten into some we got into some really interesting dialogue when we had a coffee recently about just feeling frozen in time and feeling like you can't make any moves and this is a person who went through cancer when he was 15 and it was interesting to notice his different attitude compared to mine because I I approach this with a caution you know like a oh I better not get too far away from Dana Farber because I don't know who will take care of me or this and that and I think when you talk to survivors who've gone through this and who are over five years out right like at a formative age especially I think there's a lot of wisdom from younger survivors like people who are survivors when they were younger because they did what they needed to do and found their they 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 addressed their freedoms and their limitations differently I think and they they see less restriction because they, they don't they didn't have a before they just had a now and I think there was there was real wisdom so I do think there's something so great about having dialogue with other people who've gone through this although I do find it heartbreaking, and I'm very cautious about where I make these connections. I'm lim- I'm more limited than you because I feel too sensitive about it. I mean, even seeing that Ellie Mayday, who is sort of a cancer celebrity, and she had um, ovarian cancer, seeing her story pop up in my social media feed sent me I'm about to go get an endoscopy too so like I'm on edge about getting something done and then seeing that she died my reaction was not great you know I was like I showed my boyfriend we're in bed Sunday morning or something I'm like look look at this beautiful girl Ellie Mayday was a model and who and then I was like look at this girl here look at her here this is what happens Uh, and it is and it's like looking into a magic eight ball at what might be your future which is rough it's so rough. I could, you know, I can't help but look at my Instagram and be like, and where will it be that I go offline? You know, you seem some poignant meme. And then, you know what? I will have some great uh, interviews with the media. And Thanks Cancer will take off. <laughs> Our Thanks Cancer book will finally get published. That's so fucking sad. <laughs> so that leads us right into <laughs> You only love me for my cancer. <laughs> And the back day my No, I will I will get the recurrence and you can be the one who like gets promoted I into start. I'm so upset if you got a recurrence. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Okay, well then let's some of, for some of us cancer makes us a better person. For some of us, it doesn't. For some of us, it's Leanna. It's called Leannaing around. It's called being an opportunist. <laughs> Why would you not take opportunities 
pants are going? Where are we going with this project? I don't. I mean, where are we going? What's so, our squad goals? Okay, so my this is not a squad goal. This is okay. a me goal. Yeah, I want to write some books, mm. and I have a great idea for a children's book that I was telling Mimi about earlier today. And Mimi is a hard sell, and she thought it was amazing. I can't wait. So I'm excited about that. To be continued. To be continued. Mm-hmm. And Very then, um, what are our, our other goals? Well, you know, I think just expand our website include more resources um become more of a resource especially as we start to pick up traction because i've always said that there's no net to catch Mm -hmm. newly diagnosed patients and i want people to find thanks cancer and also find 28 other resources that they can use yeah and then i think basically you know just riffing on what we were just saying too i think it's up to both of us to just eat well drink enough water stretch exercise so we don't get a recurrence and die and can keep doing the pod. Yeah, and you know? this is a way of dealing with those recurrence fears. We haven't had a recurrence podcast yet. Right, that's great. <laughs> I hope we never have to have a recurrence podcast. No, but we could talk about recurrences or scansiety or something. Sure, There's can... like popular episodes there. I'm totally into talking about it. I just don't want to actually go through it and be the star of that one. But you know what? If it happens, it happens. Like there's not much, there's really nothing you can do about it. I feel like that's protocol number one. Yep. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. My protocol just riffing on things cancer and our experience is if you're going to start a podcast and this goes for cancer survivors non-cancer survivors everyone don't take a class they're dumb (laughs) (laughs) they're just dumb you don't need to just go online learn what you need to learn and if you you want to start a podcast just do it because if you learn too much you're never gonna do it yeah you'll get stymied from too much information and overthinking it and we just like we the things we were told in our podcasting class like you can start to monetize your podcast when you have 60 listeners a week i mean it's completely (laughs) wrong what we learned i mean it's just not true i mean we could monetize we would get like nickels we would get like whole nickels each it would not be worth it And, and another this is not really what actually this kind of leads into the next protocol too you know leanne and i've been going back and forth on do we monetize thanks cancer like we have a lot of people pressuring us to do this take ads and everything i mean there's a certain level that you get to at a podcast where you can and so why wouldn't you when you could and the reason we have a couple of reasons for that we have we like being free birds and saying hey we are going to go to the comedy club tonight instead of (laughs) recording and we can say fuck anyone because no one gives us money correct and also leanne and I both have feelings about people trying to monetize off of cancer patients. Now, while I think a cancer concierge is a great idea, I think it's also a little bit of like a Grim Reaper role. I think it's a little creepy. And it's just me. If you can't offer services for free, it's a little hard to say, I want to support, make money which I think that there are totally legitimate services and I'm all for people making money off of providing a service. It's just like a little hard to say to someone who's going through cancer treatment, who has no money, who's like trying to figure out insurance, like 
give me give me $20 a month for providing you with this great podcast. Or what about people who try to sell you supplements or I mean I've never really encountered people like that but I've heard the stories of people who try to sell you like weird juice powders. There are so voodoo. many of those. It's so weird. I mean and I will tell you too that like what makes it weird for me is some of the most um amazing practitioners and specialists and all of that have never charged me full freight when I was going through treatment. It's always like the shysters that are going to try to get you with some money, you know, who, and I don't believe in their products either. You know, it's just like the people who have good stuff tend to give you it for free or a discount. Well, my the experience. people who have good stuff, like good stuff speaks for itself, well, you know? Yeah, they don't need to push it. Yeah, it's really, I just, I, I get a little, we got a, um, an email uh, through our website about thanks cancer from a mortgage broker and talking about helping people with cancer for mortgage brokerage and then we went to the website and I took a look at it and I was like oh great you're actually trying to figure out who can sell their house back to the bank right here I think because there was no practical information on it I was highly insulted actually as someone who said to deal with like oh do I sell my house and all of this stuff I felt dirty after reading that email and looking at the advice they had their, their advice was completely hollow it was like anything you'd find about getting a mortgage anywhere and in the end, it was like, call us if you're thinking about selling your home. It's it's it really shitty. hard to suss out what is useful information from what is people trying to sell you something. It wasn't hard for me, actually. I will say, like, right away, my radar, I was like, ew. Well, but there is so much that, like, so by much. the volume, Correct. it's really hard to suss out. And, I hear what you're saying. And I do really like that I'm not, when I comment on social media i'm not trying to sell anyone anything exactly i'm just trying to help people out trying to have a conversation yes yeah no i totally agree i totally agree so i'm so glad we did this for that reason too because that was exactly our intention and there's something so nice about just trying to stick to that instead of trying to make it something else that it that it didn't start out as yeah i think it's taught me a lot about organic growth too What's what's possible with organic, non-forced growth? It's taught me how much I bled and sweated and cried for every one of our Twitter followers. Yeah, thank you, Twitter. Um, so on that note, we're going to be taking a break. We're going to do how many more episodes? We've got six more episodes, I think, for I, this season. I think that's right. So it'll be about another month of Thanks Cancer. About another month of Thanks Cancer, and then we're going to take a, what we call our big break. I feel like we deserve it. I'm going to rest on our laurels Great. by uh, laurels probably, there. you know, beefing up the the website by recording future episodes of Thanks Cancer and working on my great book. Yeah, and we're going to do a Thanks Cancer field trip down to Cape Cod in June, too. That'll be fun. I think we're also going to do Thanks Cancer with horses. Yeah. We Mounted wanna... Thanks Cancer. Yeah, we want to go back to the equine therapy. We can call it something. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain thanks cancer. That's what I'm going with. Okay. Well, let's see how you feel after you're on the horse. <laughs> I'm sure I'll feel neighborly. Ah, funny. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, I just want to thank all of our listeners, too. Thank you for making us a podcast. And thank you for coming back. Yeah. And we really do mean it. I mean, we love to hear from you guys. We're super crappy sometimes about getting back to people. If it's not on social media, we're pretty good about social media. You know what? I'm super crappy at getting back to like family. Yeah. Emails, I do believe I'm going to maintain. I think emails can give you cancer. So we've got to like limit our exposure to them. So that's why. So get we... in touch with us on social media. <laughs> Please. It's better. 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know that it's better. Well, they'll get a response. I mean, if you don't want a response, get email us. If you do want a response, <laughs> you know, they your social media. Yeah. Not everyone wants a response. That's fine. So email us if you don't want a response. And if you do want a response, <laughs> reach out to us through social media. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah, and don't forget, hashtag thanks cancer. <laughs> I love our hashtag thanks cancer community. I love, I love our hashtag too, and we're recently on Reddit. Oh, well, I'm so into that. All right, you guys, well, listen, thank you so much for listening to us pontificate about cancer treatment and the 2.0 and the victories in the dark. And how great it is on the other side. Thanks, Mimi. Thanks, Leanna. Thanks, Thanks cancer. cancer. That was our episode. Thanks for listening to Thanks, Cancer. If you guys enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would give us a review on iTunes or Google Play. And you can find us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook at Thanks, Cancer. And please, we'd love to hear from you your stories. Your protocols. Exactly. Advice that you have to share with the community. So send us your audio files at info at thanksCancer.com. Traffic stopped you lay on the horn and you ask yourself where is my cancer unicorn but we're at the gate with your cancer card we're your passport date cause cancer's damn hard oh thanks cancer thanks cancer thanks cancer victories in the dark <laughs>